skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Hi everyone, welcome to the Living Skin Podcast. Hi, it's Bethai Elko here, and we are so excited to be heading into part two with our podcast featuring our very own Jane Rowent, who is our founder and chief visionary of the International Dermal Institute in Dermalogica. So Jane, great to see you and have you again. Welcome back to the podcast. Great to be back with you, Beth. It is always good to be on Living Skin podcast, and uh, good to see you. Even even we're used to we're used to seeing each other on a Zoom or a or a video call because we're in different parts of the country. But uh, it's really good to be back on the podcast. Thank you. So, well, thank you for taking the time. And again, just it's a virtual world, like we discussed in our mm-hmm. last podcast together, talking about really living kind of during this time <clears throat> for business and what we referred to as kind of discovering the, the new next and what it means to be kind of living, um, really learning and leaning into your business during this time. So today I want to take the moment and talk about kind of what we've learned, you know, so far or what we've been learning through this. And we've been now going on, um, we're into what are we about three, four months of quarantine mm-hmm. or, Yep of us are pulling out of it in some states and some countries, others are still going to be maybe in it for a little bit longer or have other restrictions. But um, as we move forward, I wanted to take a moment here uh, this afternoon and talk to you about a skin therapist. What do you think that we can take, you know, from our learnings in quarantine, dealing with the new way of kind of going back to business? What do you think we should be taking back with us into our businesses, whether we own them or whether maybe you work for someone or you uh, rent a rent a private room as well um, in the industry. Well, I think the first thing is that we, I, I believe, we've all realised how important human connection is. It's not just enough to zoom with people. That's great, but it's not enough alone to form the enough human connection. <clears throat> enough physical connection, clearly. Um, We need interaction on a physical level as well as, uh, you know, on a virtual level. So whatever happens, we will not replace what we do as human beings, as skin therapists with technology. Technology is an adjunct. It's a great addition. It allows us to amplify what we do, but it doesn't replace what we do. So I I think that we're going to take into our work, I hope, a renewed commitment and respect and understanding of the power of touch. Think about it. We're one of the only professions where we touch people literally with our bare hands. And I think what's very interesting, when we have worked with, you know, big universities like UCLA, Uh, UC Berkeley, when we've been talking to people at Johns Hopkins, when we've been talking to people at the Centers for Disease Control and Epidemiology, 
one of the things that they have said to us, you know, wearing gloves during the treatment is actually perhaps not as sanitary as washing our hands. You know, hand washing is the best because you are, and I actually gave a skin treatment the other day, Beth, and I, a full 60 minute, and uh, with my family, this is what they are putting up with at home, although I hope they're enjoying it. I think they are. <laughs> I'm trying to keep their skin in order and also keep the, everyone connected to each other. But I counted and I washed my hands 16 times during the course of 60 minutes, just because I was washing off, you know, after I finished the cleansing, after the first cleansing, after the second cleansing, never mind the sanitation requirements, but this is what we do. We are constantly washing our hands. So let's remember the power of human touch and not to be afraid of it, that we should not be in a place of fear mentality. We should be in a place of kindness and empathy. Mm -hmm. I also want to remind us the science of touch. Now, this is not just a feel-good experience. Scientifically, chemically, hormonally, when we receive human touch, when we receive massage, for example, we have a release within our body of the, the, the hormones, which actually, uh, you know, oxytocin, which actually is the nurturing hormone that is let down uh, into the body when we give birth. And that oxytocin is the thing that stimulates nurturing. It also stimulates milk flow for breastfeeding, literally creates that nurturing uh, experience for our body, for us emotionally and physically. But here's the other thing that I think oftentimes people forget. It's not just the recipient of the massage that, that has this generation of, of uh, chemical change in the body. It is also the giver. It is the skin therapist, it is the massage therapist. So when we make skin to skin contact and we are massaging or cleansing, like touching a client, both the giver and the receiver is experiencing the science of touch. So this, I, I hope as we go back into our businesses and we do so in a responsible and safe way, with you know we've we've been teaching thousands and thousands around the world with our clean touch certification we're really intentionally thinking about the power of of touch and the science of touch that there is not just an emotional benefit there is a very real physical benefit and my goodness that certainly sets us apart from any other profession you know, this is a huge point of difference this is not about who's got the best training to be able to recommend a product this is not about a product at all. This is about who has the training, the qualification and the license to touch people in a treatment setting, which is, is us. And I think that uh, that's really important to begin with that intention. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the learnings that we can take place right now are just, to me as a therapist, it's also paying attention and noticing what what clients you can almost notice like what they need or what they're lacking yes. when they're coming into that treatment mm -hmm. room. And so mm -hmm. taking, hopefully, hopefully you've taken this time to think about, like you mentioned, the power of touch, your, your skills, your techniques. Um, have you, you know, I think a lot of love therapists are, are finding new ways of making their businesses better when it comes mm -hmm. to higher levels of whether it's sanitation or organization or just commitment when it comes to the client as well. And the fact- And I, and I mm -hmm. I'm sorry, to, I didn't mean to no. talk to you there. Um, 
You know, I, I have a, a phrase that when you see the greatest pain in an industry, you just found also the greatest opportunity. Yeah. And our pain right now is disconnection. Yes. And I feel that so many of us in quarantine, for example, think about your own life. We've been rediscovering cooking. We've been rediscovering the joy of prepare, preparing food and, and, of course, eating food. I think COVID-19 also refers to the 19 pounds I've put on in isolation, right, in quarantine. Um, we've discovered aromatherapy again. I've rediscovered essential oils and diffusers. Mm -hmm. We've rediscovered music and meditation and quietness and conversation. I think, so how do we bring that into our business? let's focus on all the senses because we have been eager trying to stimulate our human senses because we've been missing out on the connection piece so taste smell sound sight touch how are we going to comfort and care for the client on all those elements so taste what are you going to be serving your clients what are they going to be drinking they're going are they allowed to have something that you serve, will they bring something in? How, what's the opportunity? Are there single serve beverages that we could give that they unseal and drink? And maybe it's a fruit juice. Maybe it's in states that allow it, you know, a CBD product, who knows? Maybe it's, um, it's something fresh. Maybe it's just them bringing in their own beverage. Mm -hmm. What is the smell? What essential oils are we diffusing? What are we using? We don't use artificial fragrances, we know in, in Dermalogica, but we certainly use a lot of essential oils. What are we choosing to use on the skin? What, are we, what music are we playing? Or is it silent? And that's fine too. Why not let the client choose? What are they seeing when they come in? I mean, listen, there's gonna be some, some scary things to some clients. They see us in masks, they see us in, in goggles, perhaps face shields. Uh, that looks very different to what it looked like before. So what else are they looking at? Do we have beautiful, you know, whether it's flowers or whether it's plants or whether it's pictures or whether it's, you know, windows or what are they looking at when they come in? And of course, in that, is it absolutely pristine and clean? Because that is absolutely critical that everything be spotless and clean. Yes. And then the touch. How are we delivering touch? How are we... Uh, connecting with our clients in that way. But think about all the human senses because I feel in quarantine, we have all been trying to address each of our senses in a higher level than we have before. Mm -hmm. We may say it's because we've got the time to do it. Yes, and it's because we're lacking connection that we're seeking, stimulating all our other human senses. Mm -hmm. So we can bring all that into our business and make our spaces sanctuaries for our clients. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I think also with you touching into the, the senses is also key because that's also helping, you know, really just build that connection with the client, helping them reduce stress levels by tapping yeah. those, um, those senses, because that's kind of what we're all, we've all been trying to do, right? And yes, is how can I reduce my stress levels? I, I'm yeah. right with you. I've now suddenly cannot live a day without my essential oils. And before yeah. I was always just maybe, maybe not mindful or in a hurry mm -hmm. or not paying attention. And now it's like, this is the time where you can really learn these, not only new skills, but really tap into what maybe did you miss before? What maybe mm -hmm. 
not have in your business at the time or the maybe you just kind of let slide a little bit? Yeah, let slide. I think a lot of things we've, we had and we forgot about. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, had a, we, we started getting distracted with something else. Yes. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, rediscover something that we already know and bring it back into our life. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of, of cooking, the simplicity of essential oils. So, well, not as simple as complex, in fact, but, but the, the, the fact that it affects us in such a profound way of the human sense, I think that we have to bring all of that back into our work and and uh, and be prepared and it's exciting there's a huge opportunity there and it's an opportunity that probably only we can bring to our clients on that level yeah definitely i agree i think also like you said kind of rediscovering things i you know i find one thing that can also be rediscovered now that we've had to do is online communication Um, really making the, you know, the best out of it as well, which is just really, I think for some therapists are really, um, honed in on it. They do an excellent job. It's, it's almost second nature to them to be doing online communication, virtual consultation, or maybe it's just being really present on social media. And I think this time is where they've been able to kind of sharpen their skills on that. And that the presence, even though that your client's not seeing you every day, I think it's important that there needs to be some sort of presence where they can find you digitally. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I think it's critically important um, because this is, that's how you maintain your connection. Uh, I have three sisters in the UK and obviously we haven't seen each other in, in many months, even though, you know, we don't live close to each other. We couldn't have seen each other anyway, but every single week we have a group the four of us have a group house party you know virtually and it's 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 great fun but it's also a way of us keeping in touch and seeing each other this this visual is very we're visual we're visual communicators the mirror me i think is is fantastic and and using the mirror me technology of being able to look at the client and have the client see us we can be teaching them i mean even things like how to cleanse your skin at home no, I, we all like to think we, you know, we've taught our clients to cleanse their skins, but how about knowing that the average client spends 20 to 30 seconds cleaning their skin, right? We take five minutes for each cleanse. We're doing 10 minutes with a double cleanse. So even though we won't teach a full double cleanse professional routine to a client, why don't we have them show us how they're cleansing their skin? Mm. What tips can we give them? How are they applying a mask? Are they using a brush? Let's teach them how to do that. How much moisturizer are they using? Because most people underuse cleanser and overuse moisturizer or overuse cleanser, underuse moisturizer. How big an amount are they using? Show me, show me on your hand, show me. Okay, now put that on, now spread that. Okay, now you see how you don't have enough? Right, so add a little bit more. We can have an interactive conversation just as if we're doing a skin bar lesson, just as we're doing face mapping and we can do it virtually. And it's not just about teaching them a new skill or correcting their technique or improving their technique. It's sharing this with them. It's being present. And let's remember, we might have a busy life at home with our family, with kids, with pets, with whatever, but many people do not. Many people are living alone and they are, have been quarantining as well. So I think that it's the virtual aspect is absolutely critical. It's not a replacement 
of, of physically being in front of each other uh, in person, but it is a fantastic addition to that in-person interaction. And let them set it up in their bathroom. Have them show you what they've got. Let me see what you've got in your cupboard. Okay, that, look at the expiry date on that sunblock. Tip it up, hold it upside down. And look, you'll see the date at the bottom. What does that date say? So we can literally, it's like we're in the bathroom with them. And why not? I think it's great. While they're there, they'll probably ask us, you know, something I like about their makeup. Well, let me see what that color is. Well, let me see, well, how do you use that? No, that's too old, good, throw that away. No, you should be throwing away your mascara every three months. So, you know, this is this is the kind of professional conversation we can literally bring into their bathroom, and we can only do it virtually. Yes, and I think it's it's also the this is a time for your clients to be learning something new and learning something different, and not you know sometimes coming into the treatment room and they hear what you're saying when you're telling them, like you said, how to cleanse your skin. But when you really watch them face to face, it's kind of shocking, right? See, how- it is shocking. Like, wait, how, why are you scrubbing that hard? Or did you completely just miss your neck? So I think it's just using these learning opportunities. And it, it is kind of like, like you said, just showing me, show me how much sunscreen you're really using. Yeah. Was- and how are you applying it? Because I had a frightening experience with a friend of mine just recently in quarantine. And we were on a, on a, on a FaceTime call actually like this. And she was going to walk her dog outside and she said, but I've got to put my sunblock on. I said, so just put it on. So we're chatting, not anything to do with skincare, but I'm watching her. She Uh took her sunblock and this is how she put it on best. She took it, she squeezed a little bit, tiny little bit on her finger and she went like this. And she was like this. Just smeared it across her forehead. Yeah. I said, wait a minute, what are you doing with that? She said, I'm putting on my sunblock. I'm just putting on my sunblock. And she was, hold on. Okay. You need a lot more than that. Now, I want you to spread it between your fingers. Now, I want you to make sure that you put it all the way on. Now, I want you to take it all the way down. Do the back of your neck as well. She said, the back. And I said, well, you have short hair. So all the sun damage you could have on the back of your neck, you're missing. She said, well, I never did that. I said, now put the sunblock on your hand. So oh, that's a good idea. You know, around your I, ears, yeah. Around your ears. We never would have had that conversation had I not had the grave misfortune of seeing how incompetent she was. And I guess good fortune uh, with her sunblock. So, you know, I said to her, how on earth are you putting on masks and moisturizer? I feel like I've done a terrible job as your friend. We need to go through your entire routine and I'm going to correct it. Exactly. You know, and so I, I think this is, is really important and be fully present, fully engaged with, with that client online, mm-hmm. be looking at them. And this idea of being able to see each other is, of course, the most important. Yeah. I mean, and that, it makes such a huge difference. I mean, we've discussed this even before. It's just, it makes, it's a different to see someone's reaction and their facial expressions. And, Mm -hmm. and like we said, exactly how much they're using or how maybe little they're using when it comes to some of their products as well. So I think there's, you know, different ways of learning during this time. I think a lot of us have learned lessons from being in quarantine. I think a lot of us are thinking of what I will do differently, maybe headed back into my business. I think one of the things might be finding new ways of working by adjusting to the new flow that you're going to have when it comes to your client coming in. That's going to be a big learning, I think, for a lot of us where it's not this, hi, come in, we're hugging, we're, you know, we're close Mm -hmm. together, we're, we're doing all the things we naturally would, where now there's a little bit of a different kind of scheduling appointments might be longer. 
you mm-hmm. might need a bigger break in between your clients yeah. to, to clean your room properly um, mm-hmm. when it comes to sanitation. I think it's also a great opportunity to, pardon me, a great opportunity to learn um, what part of your business is really working. Mm-hmm. One maybe is it even down to your menu. I think this is a great chance for someone to learn about their treatments and seeing what their clients are coming back to. So if, yeah. you know, if you had all these skin treatments and you had body treatments and you're realizing that looking at your books before that you, you know, did two body treatments in a month, I think this is also a great time to, to kind of start to cut back and change mm-hmm. and really drill down into what makes sense for you as a business. I think this is a great opportunity to have that chance to do it because I mean, before you're just trying to always offer all the things to all the people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. we were, we're an industry that's going to have to edit, edit. Uh, the same, same way that the restaurant and food service industry is going to have to edit because it's not possible to be great at everything. And we have to focus on what we truly are great at and what we truly love because that will always come through in our in our hands and in our intention and in our success of our treatments but um and also we have to understand the business model you know the business model for a hair salon is very different than a business model for a nail salon or a business model profitable model for skincare for skin therapists 50 percent of the business should be allocated and done in services and 50% in retail product for the client to maintain the results of those services at home. And the simple uh, reason for that is because we're limited as to how many services we can do in a day. And the client has to use product at home in order to maintain the investment that they've made in their skin. Mm -hmm. You know, a hair salon, if a a hair salon is doing 10% of their business in product, and 90% in, in service, that's pretty typical. We, that's not a profitable model for a skin therapist because we can't take as many clients for services and we will be taking less clients now than we did before. Yes. So we have to really look at that profitability. Otherwise, if we're not able to make money, quite bluntly, we have an expensive hobby, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got rent to pay. It requires income to be able to do that and pay yourself. I think there are three things that we're going to be looking at. Timing is one thing, the timing of the treatment, because it is going to take us longer to complete the sanitation requirements uh, and just get into the new flow. It's like dancing with a new partner. You, you're just trying to figure out how you're going to do it. And we will figure it out. I think pricing is going to be important. Mm-hmm. For example, um, I go to group exercise classes. Uh, I, I love Pilates. <clears throat> so I and I've done it for decades. And typically in a group class, you would pay in Los Angeles about 20, with a bulk purchase of group classes, $28 a class. With one studio that I was paying that is now only able to take half the amount of clients in the room. Mm -hmm. Instead of 12, they're taking six. Uh, Instead of eight, they're taking four. And now they're charging $45 for the class. So we have to assess pricing to see how much time are we taking and how much should we be charging? And we can be helpful with all of this education with, with, you know, I mean, your local business consultant and your educators and online, let us know, we can help. And distance, the distance and the room we need between clients and between coworkers and in the room. Um, I think this is, is critically important when you look at the flow, your traffic flow even, 
within the space of your business, how are you going to maintain social distance? How, where are people coming in? Where are they exiting from? Where are they buying product? Where are they, where are they going to be uh, receiving a treatment? And so timing, pricing, and distance, I think are the three key areas we're going to have to focus on as well as what we talked about the treatment selection and human touch and then i think to the client because we we have to be careful that we're not looking so busy sanitizing everything we've forgotten who we're sanitizing for which is the client yes you know when clients walk in the door we should always see them wearing an invisible sign that says it's all about me you know that guides your conversation you want if the client wants to talk we talk if the client does not want to talk we don't talk client wants quiet time we're client client wants conversation you are always guided by your client right i i believe that's the right approach so now we have to say in our heads it's all about them it's their time their needs their space how much time do they have what are their needs how much space do they need? Some people need a little more space to, you know, get changed. Other people need a little more time to get changed. Focus on the client. Make it one treatment that's different every time. Every time they come in, that treatment will be different because if they're coming in at nine in the morning or they're coming in at seven at night, their energy level is different. So we have to tailor it to them. And most of all, above everything, the client has to be aware, both subliminally and consciously, this experience is focused on me. So we can't get so busy with the cleaning and everything visibly in front of them that they feel that's more important than they are. So timing, pricing, and distance, enough time to be able to set everything up and have it safe and, and not for it to be obtrusive to the client pricing because we have to be able to be a profitable business model or we will not be around and distance how much room do we physically need in in our treatment spaces and in our overall business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely three key things i think everyone is probably who's tuning in to this podcast today are taking lots of notes um, as they head back thinking of how they can start just to make you know start to make those changes what they've learned and how they can definitely um, put it into practice as well so for those of you tuning in if you haven't had a chance to jump online and see all the amazing resources that we have for you you can head to dermalogica.com forward slash in this together there are so many resources everything from business to social media to self-care to wellness and we even have things that are very country specific so we want to again we're a global brand we want to make sure that you're connected and of course not to forget about making sure you are clean touch certified so we have an amazing course that is still available to you online and it's our clean touch certification course um, you know, takes less than 30 minutes and there's some great, great uh, guiding principles in there. And, you know, those are going to change, of course, as, you know, the, the times change when we start heading back and restrictions are changed or loosened mm -hmm. or um, made different depending on, obviously, your state or your country. So we hope you can definitely take advantage of those, um, those resources for you. And, of course, Dermalogica has a lot of opportunity across um, 
the world when it comes to education via de-streaming. So check in with your um, education team in your local market or your business consultant to see what's coming up. We also have some great fantastic resources on dermalinstitute.com. So again, if you're not working with Dermalogica products and you still want to really learn different ways to hone in on your craft, your skills, or get inspiration from the amazing articles and blogs and uh, videos and webisodes that we have from so many of our experts across the world, that's available for you as well. And if you want to tap in and follow us on social media, we are there on Instagram and Facebook. So we want to make sure that you know, as the skin therapists are tuning in, we want you to feel supported and connected. You know, we're in this together. We are here for you 200%. And uh, I just want to thank you, Jane, for always being here for us and, you know, being here for me on the podcast and joining in and having a discussion. It's been great to have our part two of our podcast together. Thank you. Pleasure, Beth. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have any topics you'd like for us to feature, send an email to livingskinpod at dermalogica.com. And until next time, cheers to living in your healthiest skin.